Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts, and someone who has suffered from, managed, and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? I am releasing the day and recording this episode, and it feels strangely, divinely, perfectly not like work at all, but rather a really, really beautiful moment for me to wrap up my day, sit in a bath. Yes, I am recording this in the bath. Sometimes I do that and melt into the conversation at hand, melt into the topic, which this episode is going to be all about how I went from scarcity to an abundant mindset, as well as a very, very large abundant spiritual breakthrough that I had last week, which is really the inspiration for this episode. I worked all day in my new office, which was the best last week. It was our first day there, and today was really my full kind of, you know, yeah, I would say today was my full, full, full first day there, and it felt really good. So naturally, I was a little bit more excited. I didn't sleep as much yesterday because I kind of just wanted to get at it, especially after last week and the spiritual breakthrough that I'm going to be documenting and telling you all about here in just a second. It felt really good to be a little bit more in the action side of things, be a little bit in my masculine today, which I know I talk a lot about the feminine and the masculine energies in business, and I know a lot of people are touching on that subject, but every now and then it is good to be in your masculine. So before I get into this conversation, which is really going to outline the fact that I, or it's going to outline how I got to a point where I could so, so clearly see the truth and the reality of abundance, which is that it is the truth. It is our natural state. It is the reality of living as a human being. And the scarcity narrative has been created, man created and taught to us from generation to generation. And While I have personally been holding on within my entrepreneurial journey, 
trusting in abundance and knowing not to enter a scarcity energy because I didn't want to constrict myself and I wanted to hold faith into a bigger vision as I was manifesting and growing Scouts Agency. I did a lot of that while just blindly holding on and not completely seeing the way abundance works. And last week that really, really came through for me. So I'm really excited to get into this. If you love this conversation, I would be so honored if you would text it to a friend who is either working on her abundant mindset or is interested and would be supported by this conversation. And as always, I love it when you guys take a screenshot and share this to Instagram, tag me at ScoutSobo or tag at Emotional Entrepreneur. It would mean the world. I love it when I see tangible, real results of you guys listening because with this podcast, as you know, I said earlier, I'm in a bath. I'm talking to myself into this mic and to see the people who are to see you guys, the community behind emotional entrepreneurship just makes my day. And knowing that you share this work is beyond an honor to be supported by you all. So I hope this episode supports you, feels true to you, and I hope you share it. Okay, let's get into it. So I was reflecting on this topic because it will kind of crescendo into the awakening and how I really see abundance abundance and my abundant mindset today. But I kind of went into Scouts Agency with this one main purpose uh, on the business side, on the creative side, on the purpose side. I felt very aligned with the mission, which is to support other women and amplifying their voices via podcasting. But on the business side, I suppose more on my masculine side, on a more strategic tactical side, as well as on an egoic side, I will say. I really wanted the business to make money. And of course, that sounds obvious, right? We start businesses to have revenue. That is how a business lives. Money is the energetic exchange and flow that gives a business life. But at the time when I started Scouts Agency, I was 27 years old and I had been in the entrepreneurial game since I was 22. I had gone through so many iterations of my career and my entrepreneurial pursuits, I started a magazine and then I helped found a digital media site and then I started a social media agency for a couple months. I started a blog. I started a podcast before OKSIS and then I did OKSIS and then I, you know, led me to hear Scouts Agency, this podcast, a best-selling book and OKSIS being one of the top rated podcasts. But throughout Throughout the way, throughout the journey, throughout all of those startups and failures and pivots and transitions, making money was the thing that I hadn't really done successfully. And so as an entrepreneur, obviously we've all heard the saying, if you don't make money, it's a hobby, was not a saying that I enjoyed resonating with any longer. And so when I started Scouts Agency, I just had this one wish and the wish on a business tactical side, on my masculine side was that my agency would be financially viable and financially successful. And so going into Scout's agency, I feel as if it was almost this promise, this plea, this contract that I was making with myself that was saying, this is going to be different. I had the energy down. I had the passion down. I have the energy force that comes with building a business, the intensity, the hunger, the drive, the motivation, the inspiration. And I was looking at this agency in the eye before it was even created, before I'd even sent my first cold email out, before I'd even signed my first client. And I said, 
this time, I want it to have everything that makes me me, the motivation, the hunger, the excitement, the passion, the need to support other women. And I want to make money. I want to say goodbye to a scarcity mindset that I was living in, which I didn't even know was a scarcity mindset. And I wanted to enter into abundance. And in many ways, starting Scouts Agency was the very, very first line I drew or whisper I made or prayer I sent out to the universe that signified and signaled the fact that I was walking away from creating and working hard and doing without receiving, that I was going to start this business and the cornerstone of the business was that it was going to be abundant and expansive and I and my eventual teammates, which are now with me, are going to receive. So that's how I started Scouts Agency. Now, you guys know, if you've read my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, lesson number 11 is titled, Lack Mindset is a Waste of Time. In that chapter and in this podcast, I've really detailed two extremely pressure-filled boiler point moments in my career with Scouts Agency where I felt the pressures of scarcity on my shoulders. I felt it changing the way I viewed my business, my sales, the operations, the potential, the future of the business. The first one, which I outlined in the book, was when I hired my employee and I opened an office at the same time and I didn't have the systems in place to have three-month, six-month contracts. I was on month-to-month and therefore I could not predict income, which put me at one point in a sticky situation. The second was just a couple months ago. After my book launch, I had invested and took such a leap of faith into my business, into this book launch, that the return was to be honest, not taking a lot of time. The return happened in like five weeks, but I was feeling the stress and the scarcity of, did I make the right choice? Did I leap and make an investment? And is this going to come back to me? Is there abundance of clients available to work with me? Can my agency scale and make a lot of money? Which very clearly it showed me that it can the minute I surrendered and have faith. So those were two really, really distinct moments in my agency, which you can read the book to really understand or go back and listen to my episode a couple a couple weeks ago on Scouts Agency's growth over 2021. I document that that um, second scarcity uh, challenge or scenario meeting of scarcity mindset, which to be honest, that second one really was the foundation. It was, you know, as I always say, healing is not linear. And sometimes the lessons that we need to learn, we need to learn them over and over again before they integrate and embody into our system. And before we can utilize them into our future and have them benefit our future, have them expand our future. So I had to meet scarcity once again in the eye in September of 2021. I had to walk outside and cry my eyes out. I had to scream and I had to surrender and I had to watch the magic unfold, which was basically doubling our revenue and ending the year with a 60% growth. So I want to read two paragraphs, well, a couple paragraphs from this chapter. Lesson number 11, lack mindset is a waste of time. I remember the unsettling anxiety looking at my revenue during those months. It was dismal and not going to make ends meet and I was starting to panic. 
I would bounce back and forth between my business account and my personal savings account, which was dwindling because out of a complete denial and potential naivete, I did not scale back my monthly spending regardless of the fact that my monthly revenue could barely cover my salary. I was scrambling for clients while simultaneously avoiding sales emails. By month three of this chaos, I was strengthening that limiting belief within that told me signing clients and having a consistent income within my business was impossible. And it was out of that belief that I was acting, reacting, and creating. After doing deep work around my money boundaries and taking the much-needed hard look at my finances, I surrendered to the fact that I would have to work with my money and not against it. I decided to cultivate an abundant mindset and act out of that intention versus a space of lack of anxiety. I started believing, and just saying the truth of the matter, that there were endless clients that were not only available to work with me, but wanted to work with me. I started believing that I deserve a flowing stream of money coming in and that the parameters on my monthly revenue goals could expand significantly. I started believing that I was worthy of money, that she would want to come into my space, and that if I trusted that the flow of my clients was the exact flow that was needed for me in that moment, that I would surrender the panic to something greater. Within that surrender, my energy would be expansive and people would want to work with me. And they did. I doubled my revenue that next month and continued to grow month and month and month after that, in 2020 nonetheless, amidst economic turbulent times due to the pandemic. I ended 2020 having grown 250% from 2019, our first year in business. I go on in that chapter to talk a little bit more about how you can cultivate that belief and that trust to enter into the unknown and what it looks like energetically when you sell from a place of scarcity and then you sell from a place of abundance. And I really give this beautiful metaphor of if you're going to buy a car, you will you want, you will be more likely to buy the car from a car salesman who is sure of himself, confident, and non-attached, who isn't trying to control you or manipulate you or is desperate. You're not going to buy the car from the desperate salesman who needs this last commission or who is trying to bend the truth in order to get you to make a purchase. In that same exact kind of metaphor, it goes for when you sell, for when you sign a client, for when you sell your product. Are you selling from confident, trusting, and a surrendered place, or are you selling from scarcity and desperation? So that excerpt from my book was from my first big scarcity lesson in Scouts Agency, and the second one was this last year that I was talking about. And I really believe that as I moved through that and saw the results of the inflow of clients as well as the inevitable scaling and expansion of my business, it primed me for the very, very clear picture and definition of abundance that I was given this past week in a Definitely in a mini spiritual awakening. I was voice noting my sister. I was voice noting Lauren, who's on this podcast talking about feminine and masculine energies in business. I was voice noting my coach, Amy Natalie. Suddenly, my relationship to money and the way money works just completely unfolded in front of me, and I saw the magic that I was about to create. So, this awakening has two parts. The first part, is my experience with taking risk and investing. And the second part is my experience reading Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and understanding the quantum field and through his eyes of manifestation, realizing the expansive possibilities I have for my life. So I'll start with number one. 
as I was walking up to my office, setting up our first desk in there, it was empty. We had our first package. I looked around and the entire year flashed before my eyes. I remembered every single moment that I was afraid to invest in money, whether it was hiring a team member or spending pretty, you know, abundantly on my book launch, the exact way I wanted it to. I wanted it to be beautiful and luxurious and elevated and expansive, but there were extreme financial investments that I made that felt uncomfortable for me. I didn't know if it was the right move. I didn't know if it was going to pay off. And every single thing I did in 2021, I did big. Like I was all in. I was all, all in, but I was all in on my desires. I wasn't spending money frivolously or on things that didn't fill my heart or that things that weren't in alignment with a bigger, bigger vision. I saw very quickly and very clearly this year what I wanted And I knew that in order to get that, I would have to A, get emotionally uncomfortable and out of my comfort zone and step into my personal power to launch a book and speak as an authority and the creator of the emotional entrepreneurship movement. I also knew that I was going to have to financially take more investments on, financially risk, financially invest in this vision. I had to give my soul, my energy, my resources, my time into an extremely large picture of what I believed my agency and my life could look like. And as I was looking around, I remember that before we put down um, a deposit for the launch party at the Santa Monica proper, it was about three times the budget that I wanted to spend. And I remember looking at other properties which were much more in our quote-unquote budget and were a quote-unquote a more financially responsible decision. But there was something in me that said, I want to do it this way because I know that this way will yield the energetic results that I desire. I desired a party that was worthy of the magnitude that my book holds. And so as we rode the elevator up, I realized that if I had not spent that X amount of money on the Santa Monica proper and went for the cheaper venue that didn't light me up, that didn't excite me, that didn't feel aligned, I truly in my bones believe that my book would not have become a bestseller and that it would have not gotten the attention and the feedback that it had. I believe that that wouldn't have pivoted me as a personal figure within the podcast space as an entrepreneur and authority figure in this space, which so beautifully contributed to Scout's agency's revenue, basically doubling by the end of the year. I looked around and I saw this beautiful office that I had just put a lease down. I looked around and saw an incredible team of women. I looked around and realized that we're hiring in January, which by the way, link in bio, sorry, link in show notes. I'll put the information on how to apply. We are looking for a new account manager. I saw all of these things and I recognized that we are ending the year on such a high note because in order to get here, I laid bricks that were beautiful, fucking filled with gold, sturdy, aligned, and deep with desire. You cannot live in the dream house if you do not build the dream house out of the materials that it is worthy of being built out of. And so all of a sudden I was looking around and it wasn't that, or I should say, I think most of us get to milestones in our life and we say, I worked really hard for this. And sure, I did work really hard to be in this position. But it wasn't the hard work 
that blew my business off, that blew the expansion out of the water, that made my book the number 11 top-selling Amazon charts for women in business. People can work hard every single day of their lives. There are many people who work so fucking hard and yet cannot reach the success they desire. I believe in many, in addition to many other things, which I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on this, is that I coupled working hard with investing in myself, with taking emotional and financial risk, with putting myself out there on a mass scale by playing big. And all of those things, which sound trendy and fun and great and expansive, are fucking terrifying. And this isn't a podcast telling you to go blow all your money and then hope that your business expands and your opportunities expand and all of a sudden you're living in an abundant mindset. The message here is that I listened to my desires and I invested in my desires. Did I stretch it a little bit to make me a little bit uncomfortable? Yeah, but that's where the magic happens. I didn't invest in what others told me to invest in. I didn't put down money for the quote-unquote rational thing to do. I spent money where my energy was leading me. I got curious about my desires. I got curious about my alignment And I invested in that curiosity. And in doing that, I woke up at the end of 2021 and looked around and had my dream fucking life. And so suddenly this idea of scarcity and abundance made sense to me in the the sense that when you follow your desires, you expand. When you put your, and when I say investing in your desires, that could be money, that could mean time, that could be resources, it could be a plethora of things. It doesn't just have to be a financial, you know, dollar amount to that. But when you invest in your desires, your life opens up and abundance comes rushing in. So as I was kind of having this very sober, but kind of felt like a mushroom trip moment where I saw how every little thing connected and that the reason I was successful today was because I decided to play a big game and trust in the end vision that whatever would happen from playing that big game was in my best interest. I woke up and my desires gave me gifts back. They gave me a beautiful office. They gave me expanding revenue. We are now booked for January and we only have a couple spots left for February. We are adding, as I said, a team member. We're going on this beautiful retreat to Joshua Tree in February. There's so much on the horizon that is built out of the expansion that I invested in with a foundation. So that's the first thing. I looked back and I saw how taking risks and investing in your desires expands your life. You can't have a grip on the timeline of when all that happens. That's the tricky part. But the point is, is that when you feel in your gut what you desire, not what other people are telling you to do, and you follow that trail, that's when magic happens. So that really strengthened my trust muscle. It strengthened my investment muscle. It strengthened the evidence that following my desires leads to a magical life. And then the second part of this spiritual awakening around abundance just, boom, hit me like a fucking ton of bricks while I was sitting in bed the other night reading Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural. So Dr. Joe Dispenza definitely talks a lot about the quantum field, of which I am no expert, so I'm going to explain this 
as simply as possible to connect the basic framework of parts of his work, a couple moments in these chapters that really helped me understand abundance. So in his book, Dr. Joe Dispenza, in the book Becoming Supernatural, he says, the unknown has never let me down. He talks a lot about the unknown, which is something I talk about in my book. I call it uncertainty and how uncertainty is the only guarantee. But many times when we trust in abundance or when we invest in ourselves or when we go after our manifestations, what we're really doing is we are agreeing to enter into the unknown. We are breaking the habits of our lives, whether we're quitting a day job or we are putting ourselves out there. We are inviting new growing or new opportunities that promote growth and oftentimes discomfort into our life in pursuit of the unknown. So when we think about abundance, we are talking about the unknown because we are talking about a future possibility in where abundance is flowing, expansion is flowing. So he also goes on to say that the quantum field is the state in which all possibilities exist. If you focus on the known, you get the known. If you focus on the unknown, you create a possibility. So first in there, there's a lot of manifestation work going in here, which is a totally another topic, but I want to extract the abundant part here. So the quantum field, if there are endless realities that exist in the quantum field, imagine a big black universe, a galaxy, a universe where it's just... There's nothing there but limitless realities for you, limitless possibilities of your reality. Call it alternate realities, call it um, potential futures. So, you know, if you turn right instead of turn left, you know, the trajectory of your life changed, but what would it have looked like if you turned the other way? What possibility of your life? So if the quantum field possesses every different version of what your life can be and that all possibilities exist, that means that there is no ceiling. If all possibilities exist, that means there is no ceiling. And so if there is no ceiling, that means we can expand as high as fucking possible. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs from page 75 of his book where he talks about meditating into the unified field, which is essentially the quantum field where All possibilities in reality exist. Where you are no longer human, you are this energetic force. He says, in this place of this unified field, you're actually becoming aware of what already exists and you're bringing it to life with your attention and your intention. Here, you can be a genius. You can be abundant. You can be healthy. You can be wealthy. You can have a mystical experience. You can create a new job. You can resolve a problem in your life. Remember, all these possibilities exist as electromagnetic potentials in the quantum field. They exist only as frequency or energy carrying information that has to be tuned into and observed into this space and time. And in order for you to do this properly, you are going to have to connect to that information and energy with your energy and intention. Here's another way to look at it. If you're unified with the consciousness and the energy of everybody, everyone, everything, every place, and every time within a vast unified field of potentials, then observing a potential in the quantum is just like being aware of your hand in the physical world. You're already connected to it. It already exists. 
So again, this is not my forte of a topic, and it is wildly complicated to try to expand everyone's minds into what this means. If that tickled your fancy or opened up your curiosity, I will leave a link in the show notes to get this book. But the idea is, is that I, I'll just, I'll just say it quite simply in the way I view it in my mind. If I sit in meditation and I enter into this meditative state where I am beyond space, time, my body, the 3D, I suppose you're going to the 5D, and in there is a library of all sorts of different realities, unlimited potentials that exist for your life. If that field is truly unlimited, that means that in the energetic and spiritual and quantum worlds, you actually have no limits. You actually have no ceilings. You can choose whichever reality and possibility you want because they all exist. So if we get to choose, why not choose the most expansive, abundant, wild, big game life we can possibly choose? Because if there are no ceilings, that means there is no scarcity. Because there are no limits. There are no limitations. Of course, there are the emotional roadblocks that we need to work through. We need to heal the ego and heal our trauma and understand our limiting beliefs and our negative thought patterns and break through all of that. Break through systematic injustices. All of those things are real and exist in the human body. Yet if we can look to the spiritual realm, we can understand the reality if we can understand that all of those things are fear, all of those things are of the ego, all of those things are of the human experience, and we can acknowledge that there is a different spiritual existence out there which is limitless and expansive and filled with love, that means that if we heal the egoic fears, if we calm the human mind and tap into an infinite source, an infinite universe, an infinite energy, there are no limitations on our possibility in that realm. And so we get to choose. And if you're going to choose what ceiling you crack open or what possible reality you bring from the quantum field and make real on this planet, on this earth, in this human form, why not choose the craziest, most abundant one possible? Because that's actually how it goes. That is actually available to you. So once I realized, again, I think this goes back to one of my chapters in my book about you have to set a higher standard. Once I realized that there is no standard, I'm going to quote a mean girl's quote, the limit does not exist. There is no limit. The limit is man-constructed. The limit was man-made. The idea of the limit or scarcity is fear that we created as humans. And if we created scarcity and fear, we can uncreate it and choose again. So I had that beautiful gift from Dr. Dospenza where I could see that we are already doing this. We reach into our goals, our 2022 goals. It's an excellent example of choosing a possibility, a future possibility from the infinite and manifesting it into reality. If we're choosing our dreams and our goals, we get to think bigger. We get to understand that scarcity is our ego and our fear coming in to create a ceiling and a barrier between us and our dreams. And in that sense, there is no limit. There is no ceiling. Abundance is our birthright. And expansion is what we get to experience.
I hope this episode has landed with you in the perfect timing that you need it. I hope that it gives you the courage to chase after your dreams and purpose. If you are so willing, I would be honored if you would text this episode to a friend, if you would rate the podcast five stars and write a review, and follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. Over there, you can find links to sign up for my newsletter, which is also in the show notes, and get involved in all of my offerings, from Scout's agency to OKSYS podcast to this podcast. If you're looking for a deeper dive of my work, you can find my debut book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, on Amazon. I am so appreciative you are here, and I will see you on the next episode.